welcome to the Declassified Cheat Codes podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. I'm one of your hosts, Josiah from Caterpillar Mom Place. And I'm your other host, Hillhouse from International and Universal Sensation. Good games, good vibes on YouTube. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Hey, thanks, man. It's um, a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Um, as far as this week uh, goes, I, I I did terrible on playing games this week. Um, it's actually been a shorter cycle. Um, I think we're doing an episode a little bit sooner than normal. Um, I think it's only been like four or five days since we recorded our last well, show. Yeah, that so, was because um, we were lazy the week before, though. <laughs> yeah, but that, I mean, that's our own fault. So, like, we yes. aren't doing favors. Yes. But... Um, <laughs> um, I played some Overwatch this week. I think yep. I played some State of Decay. Probably, um, I always play those games. Oh yeah. Um, I'm just waiting for the new season of Warzone. Uh, it's really hard to pick up that game when there's no new content. Um, that's just me though. Um, yeah. I just got tired of playing with nothing to unlock. I know there's some people that just can play it constantly and probably reached level 100 way before me. But um, when there's no rewards after level 100, there's just no uh, yeah, incentive. And I'm actually considering cool about re-downloading that game mm -hmm. and playing Warzone alone. Uh, just, you know, not alone by myself, but just that game um, instead of uh, right. the regular, you know, because I've, I've been watching the new Call of Duty uh, uh, Cold War. Amazing looking game. Looks like a lot of fun, but Warzone still st still has some appeal to me. So and especially if I turn off crossplay and I only play with people on Xbox, that way I'm not getting in, yeah. running into hackers or anything like that. I think I would have a lot more fun and I'd probably do a lot better um, than I than I would think, because, you know, console to console, I, I do pretty good. I do I do good against people. You know, I probably need some practice. But yeah, I've been thinking about getting back into it, man. I missed that game. Yeah, and um the preview for the new season of Warzone looks really good. Yeah, it does. If you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. Um, I do like that the new Black Ops did not bring another um <laughs> BR. And um I'm glad that they're using Warzone as the battle royale because it felt kind of crazy to think about unlocking stuff in Warzone. And even when they were trying to make you buy like um, accessories and skins and stuff, you're like, well, if I buy this stuff, like, I mean, no one's going to be playing this game once the new Call of Duty comes out. Yeah, so that's when they what announced I thought. That yeah. Warzone, yeah. <laughs> when they announced that Warzone wasn't going away, you know, that it wasn't getting a new BR to replace it. I was like, wow, that's like such a relief because you would assume that they would just keep releasing something to make the previous version um, worthless, you know? So uh, I am happy that Warzone probably has another year of life in it because of that. <laughs> we yeah. don't know what next fall's uh, Call of Duty will bring to the table, but we have another year of life for Warzone, so that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that being said, I haven't played it since, you know, the Halloween event, which was really cool. I really like that stuff. Um, it's just through November, it's just been nothing. Yeah, yeah, it really hasn't <laughs> so, been. I know everybody so, was yeah. really into that whole uh, Halloween event. A lot of people were having fun with that. Yeah, but maybe they did that intentionally. Maybe November felt like nothing in Warzone because they wanted people to buy Black Ops, knowing that Black Ops didn't have its own True. VR. 
maybe they wanted people to get bored a little bit. Um, but yeah, intentional or not, if uh, you're a person that was not intending on buying Black Ops day one, um, Warzone is is just got nothing to offer. <laughs> it's just it's just dead. Yeah. But um, well, I know yeah, people that still play Black seasons, Ops too. Yeah, they still play yeah, that. that. They that go back to that because, yeah, yeah, because that one's still doing pretty good. But I think Warzone's going to be okay. I really do. I I think that it offers a lot more than some of the other past battle royale games have offered. So it, yeah, it like, just I haven't heard about Blackout in a while. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You remember Blackout? Yeah. Oh, dude, man, that was a nightmare. When I bought that, I was just oh, I felt like absolute. I bought. I, I ended up with two copies of that so that Kiki could play because at the time mm -hmm. I had no clue about, uh, you know, being able to use one Xbox as a home base and sharing with the other one. So yeah, I, right. I didn't even know about that crap. So unfortunately, yeah, I spent a lot of money on that turd, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, no yeah, offense but, uh, to the, uh, game companies, uh, still send us stuff. If you'd like, we'll play your games. Yeah, and um, there's some games that I do want to play pretty soon. Yeah. How is that not in my notes? I feel like some of my notes disappeared. Um, but yeah, there's some games that I want to play pretty soon. One of them is Control just got added to Game Pass. And that's a game that I almost bought like a week ago when it was on sale. Uh, this is a game that I really wanted to play. Oh, yeah, here. yeah. It's the same thing like... Uh, jedi fallen order it's the same thing mm -hmm. where i've wanted to play it but i have so many games that i haven't played already that it's really hard to buy a full price game that you know has 30 plus hours of gameplay and yeah. um it's just one of those things where it's like you're like i'm gonna wait for to see it on sale or something or if it gets added to game pass and it turns out both of those games got added to game pass they both came out fall of last year yep they both are fantastic reviewed games they both look fantastic yep. i'm really Looking forward to playing Control and playing more Fallen Order. I just haven't had time for Jedi Fallen Order, but um, yeah. it is really good from what I have played. Um, but yeah, that being I'm said, as far Fallen as the multiplayer Order, man. games go, yeah, <laughs> Fallen Order sure. is great. Um, but as far as multiplayer games go, um, the ones I play, um, uh, State of Decay just added some new bounties for the winter event. Um, Overwatch is probably going to have its Christmas event in just a couple of oh, days. Yeah. I think next week. Um, obviously, Warzone's going to be a new season, I believe, next week. So next week, yeah, the multiplayer games are <laughs> going to be getting their content. Um, yeah. But as far as like uh, non-multiplayer games go, um, freaking Game Pass is just stacked right now. If you have the time on your hands. Yes, um, they are. Oh Doom my God. Eternal. Doom Eternal's in there too. So, yeah. Um, if you got the time in the hard drive space, Game Pass is loaded right now. And um, if you yep. missed out on the Black Friday deals on Game Pass, speaking of Game Pass, um, there was a bunch of sales on buying like multiple months of Game Pass for a discounted price. I guarantee you they will probably go on sale again around Christmas slash New Year's because they run about the same sales around that time. Indeed. Because they want you to spend all of your gift cards. Um, so, yeah, just be on the lookout for sales that you probably saw and missed last week. We'll probably be back at the 
turn of the year of the longest year in human history. And um, <laughs> without further ado, um, if you didn't play anything else new this week, we can just get nope. right into the news. Not a thing. Okay. Not a thing. Oh, yes. Time for the news, bitch. Okay, so the first thing in news that I have this week is um, basically I have two main stories. Um, <laughs> a lot of it is the second story. So the first thing that I have is that someone sold a copy on eBay of Cyberpunk um, physically for $13,000. Wow. And um, this is all due to the fact that some retailers are accidentally sending out pre orders early. And um, because of that, the very first people that actually started getting copies immediately were posting them for sale on eBay. Um, oh, yeah. And this one was insane that it even got to 13000 That is absurdly stupid. Um, it's just people with but, money to burn, bro. It's so dumb, man. I mean, I couldn't I mean, imagine I guess selling be, that much drugs to have that much money. <laughs> Right. Sorry. It's got to be a cartel guy. It's got to be. It doesn't make any other sense. It's either cartel or Kardashian, but continue. Right. But that's the thing is you think about like, what if we could see who bought all of these ridiculously priced eBay listings, you know, and you want to think nine out of 10 times is probably a celebrity, but um, at the same time, you feel like a celebrity would have like the, um, ability to just call up cd project red and be yes. like hey can y'all send me a copy i want to check it out and uh don't worry i won't leak anything online or something i'm sure like, i have a feeling i have a feeling you're thinking that. the same thing i do what is it you're thinking that it's other other uh uh gaming companies that are uh buying it to basically break it down see what they did that kind of thing. Re- yeah, reverse probably. engineer it <laughs> in a way. Reverse engineer it. Yes. You know the what game I mean? That took, the game that took like a decade of development and was delayed for two years can rever- be reverse engineered and made. Well, from what I understand, week. though, it's <laughs> it's going to be some some next level shit. You know what I mean? It's from what I understand, you know, it's going to be good. It's going to be real good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know Ugh. if this is real, but I saw I saw a meme where someone tweeted out um what's what's some um values that you've learned from video gaming and it sh- showed CD Project Red commented on it and said patience. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Referring to their own game. I don't know if it's real, but it still made me laugh. Um it's I could see them so, doing yeah, that. It's just crazy. Because everybody has had a pretty good sense of humor about the fact that things have been undelayed, not just because of COVID, but also because of the yeah. fact that these companies are starting to realize that they need to put something good out the first time, you know, and that's what they've been doing. If you look at it, a lot more of the games that we've been getting because of those kind of delays have made up for that. But anyway, we're getting off on a completely different subject. $13,000. Let's talk. No, I mean, that's fine. I. It is interesting to think about we're in this age where 
suddenly people have to pay attention to whether your game is finished. I mean, back in the day before updates, your game better have been finished, you know, without online patches and updates, there's no way you would want a game to go on the shelf that yeah. was unplayable because there's no way you could fix it. Yeah. That's why when a game was really buggy on like PS2, PS1 era of games, uh, there's no fixing it. It's just no, a it forever failed. bugged game. Yeah, you know? it just failed. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was that game was yeah. remembered as a piece of crap. Yeah. Yeah, especially if it was in an area that you like had no alternative to get through and there was like a bug that didn't allow you to get through it. There's games that were like, yep. there's no way to get to certain areas and stuff. So there was one game. Um, I can't remember what it was where that happened. You would you had to go through a door. But when you got halfway through the door, the door was shut and you were stuck halfway through the door and, and you couldn't go any further. It was something weird like that. I can't remember what it was, but a lot of people were pissed off. Mm hmm. Yeah, but and yeah. the thing is, with that, every you're, you're right. You lived with it. You lived with it. Yeah, and with every improvement in technology, um, if something makes life easier, it's always going to be abused. And so, with the yes. it, the um, the convenience of being able to release patches to fix those bugs immediately, it was abused, and people were like, "Well, we just don't have to finish the games on time anymore." We could just release a patch, you know, as long as we don't like let the media get out of hand, you know, as long as we get the first day sales, that's all that matters. And then we'll just release a patch to make people yeah. not get angry or ask for a refund. Um, and I think the company that abused it to the point where we're now in the era that people are willing to wait for games, I think it was Ubisoft. I don't want to totally blame it on Ubisoft, but I feel like Ubisoft abused the rights to <laughs> to release patches the most and i feel like it started with uh, not started with watchdogs but i think watchdogs one was the first game that i remember was almost unplayable on launch and even after patches it was still barely playable and i feel like that was the start of this era where people were basically Basically, the question wasn't whether games should be delayed or not. For a while, the question was how big of patches are customers willing to download or how unready can a game be and customers will still enjoy it. Yeah, It wasn't should the game be delayed and not be released on December 1st for the holiday sales, you know? Yeah. Um, How, that was never a, that was never in the cards until it, recently. Well, it was like always Nintendo helped that. Yeah, and it was always about uh, it. It felt to me like before this happened, because before companies started doing this, man, I, I guarantee you, you could go back on at least a dozen different shows that we've done, at least where we've talked about the fact yeah. of, hey, you know, quit giving too much credence to the almighty dollar you're going to get, and start thinking about the word of mouth. And the the loyal base mm -hmm. you're gonna get when you put out an actually an actual good product instead of putting out some sort of piece of shit that we gotta wait you know an extra two hours mm -hmm. every other day just for a fucking download that may or may not fix the problem you know take your time and and put out an excellent game that's what see if these companies want to do these seventy dollar price tags okay for these next gen games fine. I'm okay with that. 
Okay, I think that eventually down the road, you're going to have games that are going to cost us close to $100, if not more. And the reason why is because of the level of complexity that's going to be brought to these games, the level of gameplay, the level of of uh, immersiveness. All of that is going to be considered a factor in the pricing of these games. And yes, in the next I'd say the next uh, two or three years, you're going to see hundred dollar games. They're going to be coming out yeah, because of those details. But the only way that you're going to be able to justify that kind of a price tag is if you put the time and the effort into the game. So, you know, that's, that's, that's why I think they're doing it before it was because, Hey, let's see if we can get it out in time for the Christmas sale. So I can make that extra, you know, three, $4 million, you know, towards our, 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 uh, our, our, uh, board or directors or investors or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. That's all they cared about. But now it actually seems because of how fast things get around the world, how fast a bad critique can get all the way across the world before something's sold in one spot that's already been sold in another. They're they're paying attention to that. And so it's a good thing. It's a good. Yeah, you're touching on completely what I was. I'm sorry. um, No, no, you're good. I was going to just follow what you were saying, but then you just ran into it, which is fine. Um it's the fact that since we started this show, I think this whole delaying games to make sure they were ready thing just suddenly started. We yeah. kind of witnessed the entire evolution of it. And I think it's a result of the fact that we are in the peak of honest uh, video game critiquing yeah. readily available that we've ever had. And now there's the concern of uh, not only... Um, the fact that so back in the day, I'm talking about just like PS3 era. If you didn't get on yeah. YouTube, um, it was really hard to know if a game sucked, and if it had enough advertising, you could be tricked into the idea that because a lot of money was put into advertising and you've heard that about it a, good it a game. lot, yeah, that it was a good game. Because in addition to that, where were you going to read about the game? You'd read about it in what Game Informer magazine, a magazine if, that is sold if you were lucky by a game store, <laughs> but yeah. it's sold by a game store to encourage game sales. There's really yeah. no honest journalism in gaming up until no, there isn't. YouTube. And after yeah. and even with YouTube start, not many people were aware of that. But now with like social media being at where it is live streaming yeah um live streaming all this stuff where people get live honest opinions of things um your product can be immediately killed by bad reviews so you have to make sure now you have a good product which is crazy now people don't care about first day sales anymore as much and in addition to that now um i think ubisoft thought (laughs) i'm just hating on ubisoft but let's say certain people thought that well, we'll just fight the system as long as our first day sales are really good. It doesn't matter if streamers say it's bad. It doesn't matter if Metacritic says it's bad. As long as we get those first day sales and recoup our development costs, we're fine. Yep. But the thing as is, long now as we that's show a plus. not even true. Yeah. No, and you're absolutely right. right. Now, what we're seeing today is what happened to restaurants back in the Yelp days, bro. Remember when Yelp <laughs> yeah. was a big thing? Restaurants got shut I'm just thinking the of fuck on down. <laughs> restaurant exactly dude they got shut (laughs) down because of yelp and these people actually Mm -hmm. took themselves way too seriously like south park makes fun of they really did but they were effective man they could shut a business down 
cold with bad Yelp reviews because nobody would go. Everybody used Yelp. Everybody used it. Well, that's how it is now with Twitch, with uh, IGN, with all these different things that you can get, you know, uh, tech talk on um, uh, the Internet as far as any kind of consider IGN honest anymore. Yeah. You know, uh, Metacritic. Metacritic's actually (laughs) a good one. I I enjoy Metacritic Mm -hmm. because I think that they're actually brutally honest. Um, about the games and and you know yeah they there is a little bit of uh uh you know sometimes you see that whole fan thing but you also see the disappointment when yeah. they're a fan of something and it doesn't turn out the way it was supposed to so i think you know but my point is what we're seeing today with gaming is what we saw with these yelp companies or with these uh, yelp reviewers back in the day with restaurants and these uh mm-hmm. developers they don't want to lose this money man so the last thing that they're thinking about is pushing it to make that extra buck when they're looking at it as, Hey, are we going to make something that's going to be an epic game? That's going to be talked about for the next 20 years. You know, that's right. That's what they're, that's what they're into. They're into the longevity of it rather than the, the quick buck anymore, which I think is a good, now you're touching on, you're touching on the last point that I want to make before we're done with this. I'm shutting up now. Uh, You're touching on the, No, no, you're doing the yang of my yang on this one. So what I was going to say was that um, it used to, I think people thought that you could ignore Metacritic and bad reviews and bad streamers and stuff. Oh, yeah. Because as long as you got your first day sales, you could just, as long as you recouped your your development costs, you know, you just do it again and keep pulling people. But now there's an issue of branding where you if you keep trying to fool your audience and not care about their reaction, yep. suddenly you get blacklisted like EA or sometimes Ubisoft, sometimes Bethesda, where suddenly branding is way more important than ever because people are making the connection that they have a consistent experience with your brand. Yes. That's so why Call of Duty branding, changed, dude. That's why mm-hmm. Call of Duty changed. You know, and look at how much better it's become than the trash that they were producing because everybody was expecting these shit games to come out. Same thing with uh, 2K21. Same thing with that. They they right. took that information to heart. Yeah, because you, on one hand, you're like, we make a game every year. If one flops, we'll just try again next yeah. year. Um, yeah. But the thing is, if your audience doesn't believe in your next release, um, your current product is going to hurt future products yep and so that's a new thing that's just come up over the last couple of years and i think that's what's encouraged things like cd project red realizing that they need cyberpunk to be a really good game otherwise it will hurt any future projects because people will be like you know you just are releasing unfinished games so exactly i think that's really good because it's not only honest critiques that are readily available online of games, it's the fact that because of that, it has affected people's branding, and everyone's yes. concerned about their branding now. <laughs> well, dude, so. what? Look at how many times we've talked shit, or I've talked shit about Bethesda alone, and I mean, yeah. uh, not just not, not just talking trash, but so salty that I spent that money on that game that ended up being, you know. That, that I just hated and I would have to say at least 90% of the population doesn't play. But it, we right. we crushed it under our foot like a fucking roach, dude. We just we treated it just so horribly that, yes, that would suck to have your brand 
look that bad because of something that you did, you know? Right. And that you never would come back and fix it, you know, or, or even take any of that information to heart. So, but it's, it's nice to see that they're, they're changing their ways because of that. I mean, I'm not saying that, that we, as a show had a hand in it because like I said, you know, we did, you know, we we did start out when all that stuff was still happening. We started talking about, well, maybe they should do this. Maybe they should do this. And, you know, lo and behold, that's basically what's happened with the gaming industry. So, um, in a nutshell, you're welcome guys. All evolve. You're welcome. You know, know. but yeah. So it's just, it, it is cool. Um, I would like to see where it ends up. Yes. Because as I said, we've kind of seen this whole thing unfold in the last couple of years. So it'd be really cool to um, see what happens next. Because currently it seems like concerns with brands are making people readily delay games. Because, uh, I mean, take for example, Nintendo. They delayed Animal Crossing because people oh, yeah. know... Because they know that people will not blame the developer of Animal Crossing on how that game ended up. They would blame Nintendo on allowing that game to end up how it did by the developer. <laughs> you know, so Nintendo's concerned about their brand. So yeah. obviously they're willing to delay some of their larger properties to make sure that they're quality, you know, and that's really and the, cool. I really like that we're in that era, you know, and the developers, Less they mediocre they're going to. Exactly. Way less mediocre games. And they're going to be concerning themselves even more, I think, with the fact that, yes, it is their brand that's going to be the the at the forefront being recognized for that game. Because, yeah, you, you think PlayStation, mm-hmm. you think Sony, you think, you know, Xbox, Microsoft, you think, you know, it's it's just the way it is. Switch, you know, you got yeah. Nintendo. Nintendo. So it's it's the. uh you're going to think of of that actual first name when it comes out to it. However, that being said, all these developers are being bought up by these companies. Microsoft and Sony have bought up how many? So it, these developers. Like almost everyone. Yeah. So, so <laughs> There's hardly it, any independent ones anymore. So technically, it is them. It is them. And, yeah. you know, they can't say anymore. You know, they can't be like, okay, well, they're they're not going to uh, buy that next game with us because we're using that same developer that we use. No, now they have to say, look, this is our developer, so we have to do it right the first time. And if we don't, if it takes a huge turd, we have to come back and say, you know what? We understand what we did wrong. We know that that game was a mistake because a lot of them have been coming out and doing that. And people, I think, are. Yeah are listening to that honesty a little bit more. And that's, that's what I think it comes down to. We're seeing more honesty from these developers. And it's just, (laughs) you know, it makes, as far as I'm concerned, it just makes me want to spend my money when the game comes out because of the fact that, yeah, you guys were honest with me about it. And, um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm willing to wait because you say it's going to be better (laughs) if I wait, you know, I know it sounds corny, but. That's just how I've always looked at it. And it just seems that that's the direction that it's taking. So in a nutshell, yeah, you're right. It's, it's about, uh, you know, we're seeing more honest game companies that are being, you know, that are pushing stuff out. Cool. I'm glad we got a 20 minute topic out of, uh, cyberpunk being sold for $13,000. on eBay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. An unrelated topic, but we had a topic for the day. There we go. And if it comes um, out, 
on uh, <laughs> December. What is it? Ninth. Yeah, I forget what day. And I think it out. comes out the day before. And they've already put out a message too to any streamer or anybody like that that if you get the early release, you are not to show it until uh, um, the actual release date. And they have a reason for that. So you need to look that up. I don't have the exact details on it, but you actually do need to look that up and look at it because your account can be banned um, if you, uh, and you can get in legal trouble if you show it beforehand. So there, you know, guys with a game that's been pushed this far back, you kind of got to take them seriously when they're asking for stuff like that, you know? So yeah, you may want to just, uh, you know, enjoy the game and love the game. And then when it's, when you're able to, to stream it, save all your recordings or something and stream them later, you know, but, uh, that's the best thing you can yeah. do with it. Yeah. Another tip just, uh, you know, because I knew it was out there. I don't know if a lot of people saw it, but, uh, if you're a streamer and you're just starting out, you definitely want to be careful of it, uh, before the actual release date. If you get a, uh, um, uh, the pre-ordered copy anyway let me hit my other big news story real quick and this is a set of news stories but it's all about the next gen consoles that are now this gen consoles i can't call them next gen anymore um so (laughs) where to start with all this um let's first talk about the controller so the dual sense (laughs) <laughs> the now gen, the uh, DualSense controller for the PlayStation Five um, has been reported. A couple of uh, people on Twitter have um, shown videos of their controllers um, receiving some possible drifting issues, and it shows that they're obviously having drifting issues. But the question is, how extensive is this? Um, yeah. There's not enough people talking about it to know if it's as bad or not as bad as. Nintendo's drifting problem, but it is interesting because now every company in the gaming industry, <laughs> the main three, have drifting issues. And if uh, the DualSense ends up getting a lawsuit about it, they will be the third with a lawsuit because currently the yeah. Switch controllers have a lawsuit. So does Xbox's Pro Controller. Um, there's a large number of the pro controllers for Xbox that have drifting issues. That's the first and one, right? I think it yeah, was the elite the one. First one. Yeah. 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 The elite one. And the dual sense is now being reported with some drift. Now, the thing is, once one person talks about it, of course, it goes viral yeah. because it's PlayStation and everyone's wondering if it's a huge and it issue. Could, it could is, be it as, as be. simple as the smoking Xbox, too, man. Right. It could be one case. Yeah. It could be that the person holding the controller in the video was not the main controller that beneath them is someone with another controller actually moving the screen. You know, it could just be that. Um, But if it is real, um, it could just be a one of a thousand case of a badly built controller. So it's just something to look out for. Um, This is kind of crazy that controllers are now receiving these issues because it's like every brand is having drifting issues. Yeah. So we we'll keep on top of this story. It's not really that big of a story right now. It's just interesting. Um, there's another thing about the controller that's actually kind of funny, but also kind of weird. And there's been all these um, questions about the PlayStation five recording your voice. 
And um, remember, there was the issue about it recording your party chat in case um, someone was saying something racial or, you know, offensive or something. And you could just report him and then they could just pull it up and be like, yeah, he said the N word. He's banned, you know. Um, Now (laughs) it's come out that when you get a achievement or not an achievement, a trophy on PlayStation, um, it records the audio from your DualSense controller for a short period. So someone posted a video of them beating a really hard boss on Demon Souls, and they were so excited that they finally beat the boss that they were, like, screaming for joy. So when they went back, they, they told the PlayStation to record the clip of them beating it. So when they went back and viewed the clip, the clip contains them screaming <laughs> through the um, DualSense controller. So I just thought that was really funny because I can imagine every time yeah. that I would do it, I probably wouldn't be screaming in joy. I would probably be like, God fucking damn it, finally. I'd probably do that every single time. Yep. Yep. <laughs> if, if it was a really hard achievement or trophy that I was trying to unlock and then I told it to record it, it would probably be that reaction of kind of passive aggressive, just like, well, effing finally. So, so um, what what about these uh, uh, pervs that play these adult animation games and they get an achievement in those games? I don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any exclusives to the PS5 in that genre yet, but we'll. Well, they could plug it into their that. PC. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I was just. It's, That's the thing is, it if sounded you funnier do in my head. The DualSense controller to your PC. I don't know how many of the features. That's true. You probably used. have to have the PlayStation just just app regular. on your PC to make it run. Yeah, they would have to like release some sort of patch to make all of those features work. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's a whole new story. <laughs> whole different story. Let's stay on topic. Um, another interesting topic is that the uh, PlayStation shit. Five has. Sold 2.5 million units in the U.S. already. And that is compared to the 1.1 million Xboxes that have sold. Now, on paper, that sounds crazy. Um, You're like, oh, wow, the PlayStation 5 has doubled the sales of the Xbox on launch. That's really good for PlayStation. Well, actually, that seems a lot closer than I would have expected, considering no one's talking about the Xbox. (laughs) <laughs> um the other thing is that um the other thing that's deceptive about those numbers is that both companies have sold all of their units. So that's manufacturing. Um yeah. they have sold everything that they've made. Yeah. And another thing to take into account is the fact that the 2.5 million PlayStation 5s have probably been primarily bots buying them. So it's really hard to take anything from these numbers, the 2.5 million to 1.1 million, because number one, they don't have any in stock anymore. So they've both sold out. And then number two, PlayStation is mostly using bots. And there's a third point to take into account is the fact that Xbox had, they went into manufacturing later than PlayStation because of an AMD issue. They were working with AMD really later than the PlayStation was. And when they started actually manufacturing the Xboxes, PlayStation was already manufacturing. In What's going to tell the that, tale is take, the sales in a year. That That's going to tell the tale. 
Yeah, and that that's the thing. It's like, let's look back a year from now and see what happens. And the thing is, everything will be affected. This is just a yes. really crazy year. Um, you can blame it on COVID or anything on manufacturing. But the last thing to take into account is the fact that Xbox probably was initially um, manufacturing less than they should have because I think they're exceeding what they actually thought they would do. As much as Xbox was talking big talk about how this generation, they were really excited about it and they were really pushing for um, being the most powerful system of the generation. I don't think they actually honestly expected to do as well as they did. To say that they have sold every unit that they've made is very surprising. Um, No matter what they made, (laughs) you know, and... I, I think it's really impressive from both parties. I think PlayStation's numbers are probably really hard to take into account due to the fact that it probably could have sold 2.5 million without bot cells, but it, you know it's still affected by <laughs> bot cells. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's a crazy situation everywhere you look at it. And even if you say, let's come back a year from now and compare their cells, the thing is, there's a lot of people that would have bought Xboxes in the last three weeks, if they were available, because that's the thing, there are people out there that if they say, man, it's really hard to find a PlayStation, you know, I have $500 to give to my kid for Christmas. So I'm at least going to get him an Xbox. I'll get him a PlayStation when there's one available. There's people out there that would do that. And that would definitely help Xbox sales. But the truth of the matter is they don't have units to sell either. (laughs) If they had two and (laughs) a half million, they would have sold every one of them. I guarantee you. That's what I'm saying is if they if both parties had the same amount of units sold, uh units made, they would have both sold the same amount. I think it all has to do with manufacturing and the fact that both are not manufacturing as much as the demand is. So, um those numbers, you know, that kills me every that's time. That's just too. the numbers, you know. Why they don't ever manufacture, you know, enough to demand. You would think, okay, you know, yeah, I should probably make I should probably have 3 or 4 million in stock. You have 4 million in stock. Yes. You're taking a huge, like a huge chance at that. But knowing for the fact that you have this next gen console, that's going to be the most powerful console that's out there. You think that, okay, I'm going to go ahead and invest in it. And I'm going to make sure that we've got like 4 million in stock and ready to go. But that's the thing is these both PlayStation and Xbox were still tweaking their systems in like July and August. Yeah, that's true. And that's true. I mean, getting that many manufactured that quickly is that's the thing is if you put 2.5 million PlayStation fives next to each other, it would look ridiculous. I mean, 2.5 million is a large number. I know everything's made in a factory, but oh, that's an entire factory filled. Yeah. Yeah. That's pallet upon (laughs) pallet upon pallet. Million. Uh, I don't know. It's just these are huge numbers. Together, they're 3.6 million units yeah. made and sold. It's just that's that's insane. And that's in the U.S. only. I mean, those, I'm not even talking about the rest of the world. I'm talking about the U.S. Th- in a year, those numbers are going to be crazy high, dude, because I really expect almost every household to have one of these because of that extra COVID money, because yeah. of stuff like that. I really do expect almost every single household to have one or the other. And, and and not just as a gaming thing, because of the fact that it's a, it's an entire entertainment center. 
you know? Right. And and people are going to take advantage of that. And with streaming, with apps, with all that stuff that's going on now, it just makes more sense to have one, uh, even though people do have most people have smart TVs now. But with that alone, you know what I'm saying? I, I could just see that the uh, the numbers on this are going to be actually quite phenomenal, I think, in a year on both of these consoles. Right. Now, have we heard anything about Atari yet? <laughs> no. I, I mean, I regret not looking up anything on that now. Maybe next week. Yeah, because I, I still am considering getting one. And I'm just <laughs> waiting anything about Atari because I think they're going to drop. Talked about I it. think they're going to drop in price quite a bit. And they're gonna be a, they're gonna be an awesome computer once they drop. Dude, the I'm telling you, I'm telling you, right now for the price, it's already an awesome computer. Yeah, and that's the thing is, if retailers are buying too many of them, which of like any amount of them is too many of them, um, they're gonna drop quick because the uh, the retailer is gonna want to get something from. Them. Oh yeah, you're gonna see at least a hundred dollar <laughs> price drop right off the bat. I think it's yeah, gonna be they're a- gonna be like, wow, we need to recoup this money yeah. real quick. It's like, oh shit, um, let's sell them now. Yeah. Right. Kind of like the uh, PlayStation Classic. Was that just last year or was it the year before? That thing dropped quick. Yeah, the PlayStation Classic was $100 and within like a couple of weeks, people were dropping it to like 50 25 It was insane. But um, let me get the rest of my PlayStation Xbox news yeah, out yeah, of the yeah, way. Yeah. Um, I also got... Um, Oh wow, dude. Yeah, let me do this let me do this other story last. So, someone sold a PlayStation 5 box for $1100 and it was very obvious that it was a box. It said it was a box. It said box only, no system, and people were knowingly bidding on it all the way up to $1100 for a PlayStation 5 box. And this brings up some questions. Um one is that an eleven hundred dollar prank to give to your, you know, friend for Christmas, and it doesn't have a PlayStation Five in it? Is that an eleven hundred dollar scam? Are they trying to then turn around and sell it on eBay with no system in it? You get what I'm saying? I don't know um, why you would pay eleven hundred dollars for a PlayStation Five box. Um, is it an eleven hundred dollar fake flex? Is it for someone to take Instagram stories with? a empty box and act like they got a PlayStation five. I don't know. It's really weird. to Think about why you would pay $1,100 for a PlayStation five box when there's readily available systems inside the box for sale online for like 1500, you know, you can pay $400 more and get an actual console in there. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand why you would ever bid $1,100 on an empty box for the PlayStation five, but to each his own and um to true to to each dollar you know I, I have no idea why you would do this i mean is it possible that that many bidders did not read the description and thought that they were getting a actual system for $1100 maybe uh maybe if english isn't your first language and you don't know how to turn on google translate on your uh chrome <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, it's just, it feels weird that it sold for that much, but that's just another weird eBay story for the week. Uh, speaking of eBay, though, third eBay story. This is crazy. PS5 has a bundle, which is actually really cool. Um, so on paper, it sounds great. 
you log into a PlayStation 5 with your PS Plus login. And if you're already a PlayStation Plus subscriber, you get um, a ton of games, a ton of really good games. They add to your library and it's a really good deal. Um, And it's just like a gift to people who bought a PlayStation 5. So it sounds fine on paper. And Sony's trying to reward people that already have a PlayStation 5. But obviously this was um, quickly um, monetized and people realized that you could log in to any PlayStation 5 and get these games added to your library. So there are eBay sellers taking people's login information for money to get them all of these games added to their library. So already this is a bad idea. Um, I would highly... I would highly advise you to never give your login info to a stranger on eBay, but people were doing that. Um, If that wasn't bad enough, um, PlayStation then found out that this person had one PS5 that had like, I don't know, a couple of hundred logins within a 45 minute period. So, um, with it, so since they saw that all these accounts were having a login in a 45 minute period, they ended up banning all of those, <laughs> those PlayStation IDs. So if you do see a deal like this on eBay, do not take it. Um, you will probably get your account banned. Um, if it's a friend of yours that has a PlayStation five, there should be no harm in just logging into their PlayStation to get the, uh, stuff added. I don't believe that's an issue. It's just, if you give your information out online, you don't know if that seller is doing something that's very obvious to fraud detection. (laughs) And um, yeah, just be careful with that. Um, I mean, just don't give your your login info (laughs) for eBay. That is so dumb. Um, Yeah. But uh, yeah, just crazy eBay stories from PlayStation, crazy numbers, crazy bills being thrown around. Um, but yeah, that's all the stories I got for this week. Um, hope you enjoyed those eBay <laughs> stories, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's all I got. And, uh, I'll hand it over to you. Hey, right on, right on. Uh, anyway, I got a little bit of news. I found some really weird stories, man. Um, some really crazy, weird, uh, <laughs> some of them are different. Um, one of the things that, uh, uh, wanted to talk about was the um, the craziness of Call of Duty. Uh, it's it's absolutely nuts. You know, sometimes when I look up numbers of games sold and products sold due to um, um, uh, you know different parts of the game, microtransactions, etc. You know, it just it just boggles my mind how much money these companies make. And this is just going to be yeah. an example um, uh, with uh, 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 Activision. Okay, they've had a huge increase from their 2019 numbers for Call of Duty. Um, Call of Duty, the Call of Duty franchise, and that's including, uh, I'm, from what I'm reading, microtransactions, everything in all the games across the extension, it's $3 billion worth of product to, to over 200 million people in the last year. $3 billion in a year across their entire 
uh, um, franchise. This includes, you know, uh, game sales, DLC, everything, merchandise, all that stuff. Now that's absolutely crazy. It's, um, it's mm-hmm. like up over 80%, dude, net bookings alone. It's just absolutely insane that this kind of money is, is what's being put into games. Now, I honestly think that over the last year, because it's been pretty damn close to that, it's been what, nine, 10 months with the whole COVID thing. And, you know, a lot of that money has come from that. I think uh, people being stuck inside uh, gaming has become a huge, much bigger. Uh, there's well, I can't say bigger. I just say there's much more momentum in the gaming industry because of the whole COVID thing. So I think that has to play a part of it, but it just amazes me. You know, it's just a silly little story, but it just amazes me how much money these guys make yet. Yeah, $3 billion worth of product to over 200 million people in the last year. And one of them was me. I'm just going to be honest with you. One of those people was me. Um, I'm not going to say how much money I've spent on call of duty. Uh, I plan on staying married. So yeah, that's what I got there. So anyway, 3 billion (laughs) worth of product. Yeah. In the last year, uh, next thing I wanted to tell you guys about was this is kind of cool because I was actually just thinking about this game, uh, last night about how much I want to get back into playing Batman Arkham Knight. I haven't finished the game and there's just so much you can do in the game. And, uh, I, I really want to get back in there, but this is, what's cool is coming on, uh, uh, in December and I want to say that this is happening on. You know what? I just had the date here um, and I'll have to give that to you guys uh, uh, here towards the end of the story, if I can find it. But anyway, you get two new costumes and it's part of a gift. Uh, uh, basically, they one of them. It looks really weird, dude. It's a. uh um weird take on like a padded a weird padded costume that looks like the regular batman costume but it's got a weird cowl and this strange looking like padding it almost looks like a moving blanket that got turned into a batman costume and the other one is (laughs) like a ripped up version of a robin costume in a way with these spiky shoulders uh um, one of them is the it's called the anime Batman skin, and that's the moving blanket one. Then you have the Zur NR Batman skin, uh, which is just weird looking. It's de- it looks like a Robin skin. That's a Batman skin, and it's got a weird Batman symbol on the front. But anyway, um, so, yeah, you're going to get those two uh, those two skins if you play the game. Uh this is a uh, uh, just a little freebie thing. It let's see. It's uh, it doesn't tell me when it's going to be released though. That's what sucks. So I know it's in December and it's part of the thing. So start playing it now. No, so I think you- it's I think it's currently. I think it's since December third. I think when they posted on it, it was already available. Yeah, it may be. Yeah, because uh, yeah, yeah, they they had just made the. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You're right. It is. It was December third, and they just put the story out this morning. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it looks cool, dude. And I love this game anyway. So you know, whatever. I'll just get the free skins. I'll run around in that weird red looking one for a while, and uh, you know, see what that's like. Um, it's not like it's an open world anyway. So 
um, uh, it's not like People anybody's have to see your shame. Yeah. Nobody's going to make comments, you know, <laughs> so I can ride a scooter and wear the, uh, Zer and R skin and ride that little moped and nobody will say anything to me. So anyway, uh, that's that story guys. I'm sorry. You had to struggle through that. Next story is really kind of cool. Um, uh, World of Tanks uh, gets Chuck Norris for Christmas. I saw this title and I was like, okay, I got to read this damn story. Um, it's it's going to be, <laughs> it should be absolutely funny. I remember when Chuck <laughs> Norris did a cameo for uh, World of Warcraft <laughs> back in the day. And Mr. T was a uh, Mohawk night elf. And, you know, just, it just showed all these people who, who love playing World of Warcraft. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of neat that they're doing this. But anyway, Chuck Norris is going to be making a uh, uh, basically a celebrity uh, a celebrity a celebrity cameo, um, <laughs> and uh, the um, you know, basically they're putting that whole meme out about uh, Chuck Norris being stronger than anything else. Now the guy is. <laughs> The, this this meme apparently, by the way, came out 15 years ago when it started talking about, you know, Chuck Norris has got a fist under his beard and Chuck Norris is, you know, all this other crap about how tough he is. Um, He's 80 years old now, dude, and he still looks the same. That's the funny part. He looks absolutely the same. Uh, So. He's got a 3D model that's um in the game and uh it's during a christmas event that starts from the 9th of december to the 11th of january and this is uh gonna it's an event that revolves around uh the quote that i'm reading a mountain town um and you decorate you dress up the town and the people in the town can uh, increase the festive atmosphere and the presence that they get so uh, they're saying that this is what tank commanders do in their spare time. And Chuck Norris lives here and will provide daily missions, 32 in total, which reward various items leading up to the unlock of Commander Chuck himself. So uh, during the event, you get to have a commander that's going to be a 3D model of Chuck Norris and uh um, you know, now people are going to have an excuse uh, from the other side when they lose a battle. They're going to say it's because, you know, this is Chuck Norris. <laughs> so right. that's what you get. So, yeah, that's kind of cool. They're introducing Chuck Norris into World of Tanks, uh, to, you know, December 9th through January 11th. You have the opportunity doing daily missions, and there's 32 of them, like I said, uh, to um, collect Commander Chuck and uh, get to use that. So. Yeah, pretty neat, guys. Uh, now, news story, Cyberpunk. Uh, have you seen how many gigabytes this thing is? <laughs> no, but it's probably like 200. Uh, actually, I think it's like 89, uh, which is pretty. Oh, wow, that's small. Well, well, yeah, that's crazy that we're calling that small. I mean, I remember when uh, Call of Duty came out, it was 91 and everybody was shitting their pants. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, cyberpunk is around 89, uh, uh, gigabytes. And, and to me, to a guy with, you know, not exceptional, 
internet, it is a, that is a, that is a lot. That is huge. That is big. Well, if you thought that was big, now they have a strategy guide that is 464 pages long. Now this is coming out at launch. <laughs> is I have never seen a strategy guide. And when I saw this, this, this title, this article, I had to look, go look this up, dude. This is absolutely nuts. Um, now, strategy guides are like the, the old hardcover Dungeon and Dragon guides. They're, you know, what, like 30, 40 pages, maybe 50 pages long, maybe a little bit longer, but it's a good coffee table book, you know, the little kind of longer hardcover stuff. But no, they they want to get this, you know, uh, 464, you know, uh, Lord of the Rings collection together to put on a coffee table that's pretty much just going to weigh that shit down. I mean, this is a huge, huge uh, 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 guide. I mean, I, I've never heard of anything this big. So um, this thing is going to be, uh, it says December 10th. It comes out because obviously that's the game comes out, I guess, on the 9th, but the official release date is going to be on the 10th. And, um, you know, uh, as far as the early, the people that are getting it early. And uh, it looks like it's really, really thorough and detailed. Um, it, it has all uh, uh, key gameplay specifics, everything about your systems, walkthroughs for every quest, uh, flow charts, um, possible options, uh, and, uh, you know, just all sorts of various uh, outcomes that could happen with each quest based on um who you interact with and how you interact with them. So I, maybe that's why it's so big because of the choices that you make actually determine the outcome of this game from what I understand. So uh, yeah, that's just absolutely insane. And there's also maps and uh, guides on how to create your character. So anyway, uh, the standard paperback edition is 464 pages. It's going to cost you $24.99 and the hardcover collector's edition is 496 pages. And it's $39.99 and it has obviously more pages. So it looks like it's about 32 more pages of images. And uh, you can go to the publisher's website and you can find out where to get it. So anyway, there's uh, some of them that are the unofficial guides that are already available on Amazon. Um, you probably don't want to get those. Uh, more likely, those are fake, just like some of the other shit that's coming out. But so if you want a close to 500 page book on how to play cyberpunk 2077, that will be available to you. Anyway, next story that I got, uh, there is a company that was just acquired by Microsoft. Um, and this is an esports tournament platform. It's called smash GG. And, uh, I wanted to, uh, check this out. The, these guys had, um, had uh, operated as a self-service esports platform. Um, anybody could use them, and uh, uh, you know they could uh, broadcast their tournaments, uh, whether they were professional or amateur, anything like that, onto this platform. So um, now we were just talking about how Microsoft and Sony had bought all these, uh, made all these acquisitions of studios and developers, etc. But uh, this is a legit esports platform, which I think is kind of a good move for uh, Microsoft. Um, it's going to be part of their content services group. And um, 
they Microsoft came out and and uh, you know said that they were going to purchase it, and so Smash GG came out um, on its website and they said that uh, since they started in 2015, their goal has to been to build an active esports scene um, around all games that people love to play. And uh, they said that by joining Microsoft, it's going to help strengthen their existing relationships, uh, give them new opportunities, obviously. And um, they're going to continue as a self-service esports platform available to tournament organizers from all game communities. So with that being said, it makes me wonder, you know, does that mean that they're going to allow Sony to broadcast on Smash GG? I doubt it. Uh, Sony's probably going to go to their own. Uh, they're probably going to take this step also so that they can broadcast esports uh, stuff that they uh, that they are sponsoring. So, uh, yeah, it, if you are part of this platform and part of this community, you're just going to benefit from this. It's going to be a, a big deal for everybody across the board, especially if you're established over there at Smash GG. It's just going to make your, your reach bigger. Um, to me, this is kind of like... Uh, um, a redo for them for Mixer in a way, um, you know, mix, mm. Mixer's gone. So this is a way for them to get back into that, uh, that medium, you know, uh, it's a way for them to get uh, relevant again with that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm definitely going to be following this. Um, this isn't a huge, you know, uh, glamorous move, but I think that this is a, very big, big business move on the part of Microsoft. I think it's a really good idea. And, um, you know, this company already has, uh, where they say, uh, it supports more than 6,000 active event organizers across a broad mix of games. That's actually pretty big, um, in that community. So, uh, yeah, very interested to see what happens. Uh, I'm kind of excited about it. I think it's going to be cool. I'm going to see if I can get in there because I believe that I can uh, restream to that. So I definitely want to get my foot in that door and see what happens. So uh, if you've got any information on this at all, or if you've used uh, Smash GG or you do any of that, please feel free to contact me via the show and uh, let me know any kind of information you have about it. Because uh, to me, I, I just thought this was a really interesting story and a really big deal for microsoft to be doing right now uh yeah uh uh just got a couple more stories um this one is actually kind of funny um bird world you've heard of bird world right um this was a uh a, a, a song uh back in uh uh 2017 or i'm sorry a uh a video game uh back then well there's a uh the uh guy who wrote the music for it um back in 2017 um there's the uh the new soundtrack he just got finished with it in return to bird world and uh players you're brought back to the floating kingdom of bird world uh but it's thousands of years uh uh after the original game and you find out that basically it in in all these kind of redos, the, the world has fallen into ruin and it's a darker place and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and even though it's different from the original bird world, um, the, uh, the new one, uh, return to bird world 
has something completely different. Um, the game doesn't actually exist. Just the soundtrack does. Uh, <laughs> apparently, they were never uh, making this game. And uh, so Chang basically said that he was, you know, he likes to write music uh, that comes from video games. That's his thing that he does. And he said, so if they're not going to make the game, well, why don't I just go ahead and make the album? <laughs> so he made the album and there's a legit album uh, of an hour and a half music. There's approximately 30 tracks uh, of what he thought the game would be like. And uh, I mean, there's, there's songs called uh, main menu. That's the first one return to bird world. Then there's coconut Canyon uh, Sesame city, um, the cat of Sundrop Bay, the mushroom God. Uh, there's all these really uh, weird games that are uh, uh, songs. And I listened to a few of them and it sounds like, if, if you close your eyes and you just imagine it, you, if you listen to the entire thing, you could see this game kind of uh, playing out in your head. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of neat. It's a uh, game that doesn't exist. Uh, it's not coming out. <laughs> and it's uh, basically the real soundtrack to a fake sequel that doesn't exist. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, it's called Return to Bird World. If you if you like video games like Feather. Um, which I have to say, I absolutely adore Feather. Um, I like playing it just because it really chills you out, man. It is such a fun, cool game, just flying around, doing nothing. You don't crash. You don't die. You can just land. You can sit there and land next to other people that happen to be there, and you just start chirping away and all this. It's just really cool. Um, but if you like stuff like that and you like video game music, uh, Final Fantasy, that kind of stuff, I really think you would like this album. Um, so check it out. Uh, listen to it. Like I said, there's 30 tracks. Some of them are really small or like a minute and 10 seconds. Some of them are one of them is five minutes, 11 seconds. So they're, they're, that's called Fight at the Forgotten Shrine. And, uh, you know, there's dark songs. There's lighter songs. There's all that. So. Uh, I think it's uh, really cool. It's not completely orchestral. Uh, it's more of that, you know, that uh, video gamey kind of soundtrack kind of stuff. But yeah, mm -hmm. check it out, man. I think that uh, uh, you would like it if you like that kind of, uh, if you're into video game music that you would really enjoy it. I listened to, like I said, a few of the songs and I've enjoyed it so far. I think I'm going to continue to kind of chill to it and listen to it. Uh, anyway, I just thought that was funny that video game, uh, that will not exist has a soundtrack that's out there. Um, another thing I want to talk about real quick is there is a, uh, another delay in, uh, Marvel's Avengers. Um, I thought this was important that we talked about, uh, because, you know, we are a show about gaming news and the six <laughs> people that still play that game need to know what's going on. So Marvel's <laughs> Avengers, uh, uh, there's a delay because of the Kate Bishop update. Um, so yeah, that was supposed to be, uh, <laughs> um, their, uh, the, the official Marvel's Avengers Twitter account. Uh, gave everybody an update on the Kate Bishop DLC and some disappointing news regarding delayed content. Um, yeah, so 
that's that's kind of sad. But basically what they said is update on Omega level threat missions. We're excited for Kate Bishop to join Marvel's Avengers and can't wait for you to play her on December 8th. And then it says mm-hmm. right under that, while her unique combat and operation are complete, the Omega level version of the super adaptoid mission and aim cloning labs are going to need a little more time for polish. That was on December 3rd. So uh, basically December 3rd, 2020 in the morning, they said, get ready to play for her. We can't wait for you to play her on December 8th. And then about 4.35 p.m. that same day, they said, uh, yeah, we need some more time. Uh, there's no exact date that they came out with on that. And uh, I just think it's funny because <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're pissing off. Uh, so many people that I could count with one hand that it's ridiculous that they would do this to their fan base. Um, so for the six, seven, eight of you that are still there, I'm very sorry. Anyway, on to the next story. Last thing, uh, Witcher three, uh, I've always liked this kind of stuff. The, the extra things that, that, that come from uh, uh, video games, especially World of Warcraft with the statues and the the swords and all the little things that you can buy. You know, uh, I have some goofy stuff. I have an Arissa pop vinyl that I love. I have little statues and knickknacks and things like that. I, I have a Scottish broadsword that I got because it looked like one in a game, uh, you know, mm-hmm. different things like that. But uh, Witcher 3 uh, has a uh, uh, a statue of their uh, hero. And this is uh, from uh, Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt. Now, uh, while the game is only five years old, um, it's basically, it's a hugely rated game. Um, And it's, uh, you know, like everybody says, it's a beautiful open world. uh, Some of the best world building that people have seen. And that's why I think a lot of these games that are coming out are taking, you know, a a lot of... uh, uh, a lot of details from some of these games like Witcher three wild hunt and becoming these kind of immersive and, and beautiful things. So anyway, they've got this statue. Um, and, uh, it's extremely, uh, uh, expensive. It's a, it's a hugely detailed, um, uh, statue. This thing weighs 57 pounds. It's three feet tall. Um, this isn't, you know, your typical, uh, you know, um, collectible. This is this is a really detailed. I'm looking at a picture of this thing, and it's just absolutely insane. The detail in this, it's just amazing. Uh, this thing is going to cost you uh, one thousand four hundred and forty nine dollars. Um, this comes from Prime One Studio. And uh, they do have a YouTube video up where there is a 360 degree view and the detail alone that they put into this thing is, is just absolutely uh, amazing. Um, It's yeah, it's uh, it's really, really cool. I keep looking at this and it's the detail on it alone is just crazy. I mean, the uh, textures, the armor, everything. So yeah, $1,449. If you're a Witcher 3 fan and you're a a, a, a fan of uh is it Geralt? That's how you say it, right? For some reason, I have 
Geralt in my head. And I don't think it's Geralt. I think it's Geralt, right? Geralt of Rivia. I believe that's how you say it. And if I'm wrong, don't, don't hate me because you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But uh, yeah. Um, Cause I, I, I love watching the game. I love watching people play this game. It's an amazing game. It's kind of like uh, um, Assassin's Creed. I'm not a good player of Assassin's Creed. I'm not a fan of the gameplay, but I like watching the game because of the detail in it. Uh, Valhalla is just incredible. Um, and so is uh, Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. It's it's a great game. But uh, yeah, if I said his name wrong, then I'm sorry. But anyway... Uh, go buy yourself a three-foot statue for fourteen forty-nine, and you'll feel better about it. Anyway, that's all I've got. <laughs> so, so it's Geralt, whatever. So Gary, Gary of Riviera. <laughs> I've just made enemies, and that's all no, the news good. I have today. I needed the last story okay. and I saw the statue story and I said, eh, why not? It should have ended on Marvel. Yeah, that works. No, uh, yeah, the Marvel whole situation is really stupid. Um, it is way dumb, dude. It is way dumb. And they trusted Square with it and Square paid a lot for it. And um, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe they should have trusted EA with it. Uh, Disney has worked with EA on the Star Wars games like Battlefront and um, actually critically accepted um, Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, maybe EA could have done a better. <laughs> That's crazy to say because I have always held Square in a higher regard than EA, but uh, EA does have some smaller developers within them that obviously can do better than most of EA. Yeah. So yeah. maybe a respawn could have done a better job than um, square did. True. I don't know. I, one of the biggest things about square is like, I can't even look at the screenshots from the game without laughing because the character models look so bad. Um, I don't, I don't understand why they went with those character models. They look ridiculously bland. Um, but most people complain about the gameplay being repetitive and the fact that it doesn't actually let you do what you would expect from an Avengers game. You don't get to play as all these Avengers and just be overpowered. It's like it has a very uninteresting story is what most people say. And it's very repetitive, repetitively doing things that you don't want to do. So uh, it sounds like a good concept, just poorly executed and um as far as character models go, that feels like a problem that occurred a lot earlier than <laughs> uh, execution goes. So maybe the concept wasn't even that great. I don't know. Um, I, I'd be really surprised to see if this game actually gets that many updates very soon because it hasn't even recouped its budget, uh, its development budget, which has been in the headlines for a while. Um, I just I don't see they would have to totally revamp the game. So I could see maybe Square trying to do some damage control, like maybe Fallout 76 damage control, you know, where they try to do a huge update that makes the game suddenly worth playing. But 
Um, I don't see... It's one of two things. Either they let it die or they try to not let all of that money that they put into developing it go to waste by maybe making it into a good game. But I think yeah. it has to go free to play. And uh, that's their only shot at making people jump on this game is free to play and make it games as a service. Um, them trying to sell the game to you and also be a game as a service was already too greedy. And I think they were yeah. doing that to try to recoup their money. And uh, I think it bit them in the ass. So yep. Yep. <laughs> I think that's the main problem. I don't think people would hi- have this high of expectations if it was a game as a service, you know, a free game. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, being that you paid $60 for it and then it's a game as a service, I, I don't see that surviving long. But yeah, um, we will be back next week with another brand spanking new show and uh hope you are having a good a holiday season i uh, hope you all stayed safe on thanksgiving and uh looking forward to christmas shit and uh yeah <laughs> that's about it and uh you have any you have any closing words or uh you want to say anything um no we- not really, man. Just, uh, I hope everybody has had a great Thanksgiving. Number one. Um, you know, I, yeah. I honestly, uh, because of everything going on, I honestly forgot about it. I forgot about Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. it, it didn't feel Left like the turkey Thanksgiving. In the oven, uh, just started burning. Well, no, no, I, I was at work, <laughs> uh, and they did it on Saturday before because, uh, oh, right. um, <laughs> yeah. Cause everybody was out and about. Plus we have family that mm-hmm. works, uh, in the oil rigs, um, out of country. So, or, you know, off, off uh, shore. And, uh, so they did it then because everybody was going to be home. I wasn't the only one there or I was mm-hmm. the only one that wasn't there. So I ended up working. So, yeah. So anyway, that Thursday I was off and, uh, Kiki and I decided to go ahead and cook up a Turkey. She wanted to do, um, uh, um, a full on dinner. So she made this full crazy dinner. Uh, we had to cook the Turkey a little bit longer, <laughs> because <laughs> the little <laughs> popper they put in it um it it the turkey looked done and uh when i touched the popper it popped out so it wasn't ready though so yeah it uh, uh it needed about another 45 minutes or so but it was good it was good turkey it was good food it was good you know me and my wife got to chill and hang out together a little bit and then uh you know um so yeah yeah we did that and whatnot so it just didn't feel like Have you ever had though, a- you know what i mean yeah, I feel you. We did a social distancing thing where we had tables six feet apart out in the yard <laughs> and we had one person serve that had like mask and gloves and stuff. So we did the best we could. Um, and I was going to ask you, have you ever had a turducken? I have not had a turducken. It's pretty ridiculous and have, it's really unnecessary. Did you have one? I had one like maybe three or four years ago. It was pretty ridiculous because you're like digging into it. Yeah. And it's just a monstrosity. Only, only some, you know, hateful American would have created this monstrosity of stuffing animals within animals. I mean, literally (laughs) it's just opening up the rear end of a Turkey and stuffing a chicken in it. And then opening the chicken's rear end inside that and stuffing a duck into it. (laughs) I mean, can yeah. you imagine being the first person to do that? 
like who created yeah, that make who was like sitting in the either. kitchen was like you know what i'm just gonna shove this up its ass <laughs> <laughs> like you can see like the person like thinking i need to make something new or put something new on the menu and he's like just searching around and he's like <laughs> just manhandles three birds <laughs> yeah it's freaking the the farmer sitting there on his porch one day and he's like i wonder what that chicken would taste like shoved up that turkey's ass <laughs> hey come here duck <laughs> i got somewhere i need to put you Jesus, it, it just, just give me a prime rib and I'm good. It just cuts to the du- the duck's uh, eyes getting really big, and then that's where it closes. Affleck <laughs> <Just fades> <laughs> <out. laughs> says ass crack instead of Affleck, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, that would uh, that would be horrible. I've never had one. Just, I've I've seen it. I've seen them on TV and whatnot, but I've never had one. And of course, we all we've all heard in- Madden talk about them. Yeah, it's it's just funny because it's like there's nothing inherently bad about it when you're no. eating it, but the idea that someone sat down and thought that <laughs> exactly. that was a good idea it just cracks me up. It's just yeah. somebody was just a little too drunk and yep, <laughs> had really a few wanted too many some meat. Birds sitting beside him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Know. But that being said. You know, I hope everybody has a great Christmas. Uh, I hope you have a great holiday. I know we're going to be doing a couple more shows before then, but you know, just yeah, have fun and uh, yeah, and hit us up money. on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, let us know what animals y'all are killing and shoving up other animals. <laughs> yes, what animal do you like just, to eat out of the ass of another animal? <laughs> just, Please just let, let us know. know. Let us know. We'd love to see your creative comments you can send photos if you want it's fine what have you uh, shoved into your turkey (laughs) (laughs) just a picture like a tonka truck parked in it (laughs) somebody's gonna send fucking like a turkey stuffed with vienna sausages or some shit (laughs) oh my god oh yes please send them to us please send them to us I gotta start okay. a tweet like that, dude. <laughs> what, what what other animals have you shoved in your turkey? Put my cat inside a turkey. <laughs> oh, I won't do that because then I'll yeah, alinity all over again. Anyway, <laughs> okay, y'all have a great week. We'll be back next week. Yeah. I wonder what that chicken would taste like shoved up that turkey's ass.